spinning back to the open side. Corain Betet. Off the ball here for Simon, who's quick. Pete Simon looking for Corain Betet. Back to Simon. Oh, that is wonderful. That is wild. That is amazing from the Hi there, welcome to Pick and Drive Rugby Podcast. We are the people's podcast, providing a platform for rugby lovers to come together and support the game that's played in heaven. Now, this is a bit of an emergency podcast that we've pulled together to to talk about some immense breaking news that has come out in the last 24 hours. I'm your host, Mitch, joined by Ando. Ando's somewhere uh, up on the north coast of New South Wales driving, but we've done the best we can to get together to record this podcast. How are you this morning, Ando? Yeah, I'm good, mate. Uh, yeah, driving north to um, get a dog, actually. So um, apologies if my audio quality isn't that great. I'm literally using my phone whilst on the highway. Don't worry, hands-free and all that. Two hands on the wheel. <laughs> We're all safe. Um, all legal. <laughs> but, uh, yeah, very, very excited to A, get a dog, B, chat some Eddie Jones and rugby. Fantastic. So for those that are uh, have been living under a rock for the last 24 hours and aren't quite sure what we're talking about. The news did break yesterday morning uh, about 8am via Tom Deason on Twitter that Rugby Australia has decided to essentially sack Dave Rennie effective immediately. Um, There's a little bit of complications around that. We'll talk about that a little bit later, but they have uh, hired Eddie Jones to be the Wallabies coach as of the 28th of January. So about 11 days until he officially starts in the role um, he is signed on until the 2027 Home World Cup. <clears throat> we'll take him through uh, the World Cup in 2023, the Home Lions series, and then that Home World Cup. He also is going to be heading up the sort of development and overseeing the Wallaroos uh, coaching structure for the foreseeable future as well. Now, this is massive news. This is not something that we were really expecting, uh, particularly the, I guess, immediate sacking of Dave Rennie. What were your initial thoughts when you saw this news drop, Ando? I was shocked and um, I was really, really disappointed because I've been a big fan of Dave Rennie's for a long time. Um, And so to see him shafted and treated the way he has been, despite all the challenges that he's been through in his role as head coach of the Wallabies, I think is um, really, really disappointing. So, yeah, those were my immediate thoughts. I was just shocked and pretty disappointed for Dave Rennie. Yeah, I mean, it's been, it's nearly 24 hours now. It's about 8 a.m. as we're recording this since the news has dropped. And I'm still sort of in shock by the decision, still kind of not 100% sure how I feel about it. I think overall, this is a good decision for Australian rugby. Getting Eddie Jones in and uh, overseeing both the men's and women's setup for the foreseeable future, is only going to bring good things for the game in Australia. But I am disappointed in the way that RA has handled this. Um, My biggest point, and I might have said this a few times on Twitter in the last uh, few people yesterday, uh, is the decision that RA has made and that uh, they clearly haven't been open and transparent with Dave Rennie in this process at all, which is really disappointing. They had their Wallabies training camp the first four days of last week up on the Gold Coast where they were prepping for the World Cup. Their, Dave Rennie was doing media interviews. They had some of the Stan Sports crew in. Uh, Morgan Turanui and Drew Mitchell were in Wallabies camp doing interviews, chatting to the players. They both came out feeling really excited and looking forward to what the Wallabies were going to bring in 2023. Um, both of them have said that there was no indication at all that this sort of 
coaching change-up was coming, uh, it, is diff- it is interesting that they did come out and say, if not in that space, in that interview, uh, at least a few weeks ago, that Dave Rennie is our man to 2023. We're not looking at changing coaches, all of these things. Um, the news that came out last yesterday that effective immediately he's gone and any Jones is in is really quite disappointing. What are your thoughts around that? Yeah, look, I think um, a lot of it must obviously come down to the, the the desire and the belief that Eddie Jones is somebody that we want in Australian rugby and that we needed to do, and I'm saying we from the perspective of RA, needed to be doing anything that was necessary to get Eddie Jones back. And so obviously, well, from the external perspective, obviously it seems the case that Eddie has said he wants to be involved in this World Cup. He wants to take a team to this World Cup in 2023. And as a result of that, Rugby Australia had to go, all right, if we want to secure our man, then this has to be it. This has to be um, the decision that we make to get rid of Dave Rennie so that we have Dave, um, so that we have Eddie Jones for the Lions tour and the home World Cup in 2027. So I think it's a harsh and brutal choice that was made. Um, But if the ultimate goal was to get Eddie Jones back as the head coach of the Wallabies, then that's the decision they've gone for. And and it must have been predicated upon um, what Eddie Jones was saying was his availability and his demands. Well, the thing for me around that is last week when they did do those media interviews and when they were prepping for the World Cup with Dave Rennie and his coaching team and the the team that he had chosen, the 44-man squad, they would have known like the administration, Hamish McLennan and Andy Marinos would have known that they were in the background talking to Eddie Jones. They potentially would have even offered him a contract by that point. So I think one thing that we need to focus on in all of this, and a lot of people have been saying that uh, Dave Rennie has caused this, his win rate, the the 32 or 37% win rate that he's sitting on, this this was going to happen. Uh, I don't, I don't agree with that at all. I, I think had Eddie Jones turned down Rugby Australia's offers, Dave Rennie doesn't get sacked. Dave, Dave Rennie is the coach until 2023. He may not get his contract yep. renewed, but he's not necessarily sacked. And there's not this immediacy, immediate change up of uh, of coach and, and and rugby advisors, if that's what sort of the role you want to call him with the Wallaroos. So uh, yeah. I, I think we'll be, we should talk a little bit about Dave Rennie. He has done an, a, a great job with the conditions that he was given in the last three years uh, as head coach of the Wallabies. Um, and it is unfortunate, again, that we're, we're coming down to a decision at the end of a coach's tenure with the Wallabies where they're forcibly removed from the role and they're not able to sort of see out their contract and leave in good graces. And I think that that is really the sad and disappointing thing about this whole situation in that uh, if you're not somebody that's been following the Wallabies closely during Rennie's tenure, people will look back at it and see his percentage rate, win rate of 37% as one of the worst Wallabies coaches of all time. But they may not necessarily have the context into which those figures and that that statistic sits. So what did Rennie have to deal with during his tenure? Well, he had the COVID-enforced um, lockdowns across the country uh, in 2019-2020. And he also, on top of that, had incredible amounts of injuries and player unavailability, um, particularly to key 
players across the world in his squad. Mm. And I think it was um, Rev put the stat up of 46 or 47 players injured um, across the last couple of years or across Rennie's tenure. And a lot of those weren't just little niggles. Many of them were ACLs, Achilles, hamstrings, like significant injuries that took players out of the picture. And yet, despite that, he's been able to forge a um, really harmonious playing group, a team that really had all had all bought into what Rennie was trying to do. And so I, I just find it really, really disappointing that we don't get to see what might have been the culmination of what Rennie had been working towards, which was the 2023 World Cup. Um, and instead, we have... Eddie Jones coming in. Look, he'll probably revamp things, light a rocket up people's butts because that's what Eddie Jones does. <laughs> but I really just wish we could have seen Dave Rennie finish the job that he'd signed on for, uh, which was this World Cup. It is interesting uh, that in it, last week when Dave Rennie did front the media, he was the question was put to him numerous times about Eddie Jones and would you work with Eddie Jones if in a, in any capacity. Uh, in the lead up to this World Cup. And he was quite forthright saying, no, I, I don't have any intention of working with Eddie Jones. I don't, I haven't spoken with the RA administration, but we're not in the process of talking to him, which in of itself is questionable that they clearly were. And they, Dave Rennie didn't even know that. Uh, but in some ways, I wonder if Dave did sort of make his bed by making those decisions so public, making those uh, question answers so public by saying, no, I will not work with Eddie Jones. Uh, we do know that Scott Wisemantle left the the attack coach a few weeks ago. Yeah. Um, yep. So potentially was there an option for Dave Rennie to stay on as Wallaby's attack coach? But because Eddie Jones, because Eddie Jones was coming in, Eddie didn't want him or Dave didn't want to work with Eddie. Uh, there's some interesting sort of machinations there behind the scenes that we may not never, we may never know the true answer to um, one thing that I, I guess we'll, we'll, we'll touch on that briefly as well. Um, Scott Wisemantle left a few weeks ago from his post at the time, we were all quite shocked that that decision was made. Do you think that this Eddie Jones decision had something to do with that? Do you think that um, he might've had an idea that Eddie was coming back or was being approached by RA and that weighed well, into his seems, decision to leave? It seems, um, Highly likely, based upon Wise Mantle's previous relationship with Eddie Jones, that there would have been some level of communication between the two of them. Mm. Um, even if even if it was just an inquiry from Eddie Jones about what the Wallabies team was like at the moment, um, a bit of insight into the playing group or the coaching staff, etc. I find it really hard to believe that Rennie and Wise Mantle didn't know that there were conversations going on at all. Yeah. Um, Look, it might just be a timing thing. Wise Mantle's reasons for leaving may well have been as he stated. Uh, it also might well have been he knew Eddie was coming on board, had worked with him previously in the England setup and knew the demands that Eddie expected of his coaches and said, I'm not willing to uh, work under that intensity again, considering the age and stage of where I'm at with my family and personal situation. Yep. Um, so there's a combination. It might have just been timing, but he might well have been honest about why he left, or it may well have been he saw the writing on the wall and thought, I'm going to jump because I don't want to have to work 
with Eddie. He might still like him as a person, but may not want to work for him. Who knows? Yeah, look, I, I, I tend to think that there, there must have been some kind of whispers that Eddie Jones was being approached and was in discussion with uh, Rugby Australia. And uh, there's been a number of pods that have come out in reaction to this decision in the last 24 hours. <laughs> yep. Um, we're probably the, the latter half of that, but we, we're doing the best we can to get it out there. Uh, between two posts last night had uh, Tom Deason on with Morgan Turanui and Sean Maloney. And it's a really good watch. If you haven't seen it, I, I would recommend you sit down and watch it because they do go into detail about some of the decisions that haven't quite yet been made as public um, with the announcement that the coaching change-up was coming. But one of the things that they did say that Hamish McLennan has been in talks with Eddie Jones since... Uh, November 2021 um, around coming sure. back to Australia in some capacity, whether it's 2024. Now, it, it does appear that those uh, decisions were rushed when Eddie Jones was sacked by England. I mean, we everyone assumed that Eddie Jones would be coaching England at 2023. Uh, and then post that, maybe he comes in in some capacity with Rugby Australia. So there is talk there that there were things working in the background um, and this, obviously, his sacking by England was fast-tracked, so that, um, well, fast-tracked those plans. And I, I tend to sit here and think that Eddie Jones, but they, they probably, Rugby Australia, I hope, did the best they could with Dave Rennie and said, look, Eddie, we want you. Will you be our head coach for 2024? And Eddie turned back, came back to them and said, no, I'll do it now or I'll go somewhere else. Like, I want this job immediately. Um, and that's probably why they have done that. Um, one thing that worries me with that decision around RA and the administration is, yes, Eddie Jones is has a great track record with England. He has been Australia's coach in the past. He didn't have a great, a great track record there. He, he got fired in 2005. Um, or two, yeah, 2005. Uh, what's to say that Eddie Jones has a somewhat successful 2023, gets us to the Lions series, we potentially lose that, and then we fire him then. Like, what's to say that this administration isn't going to take any learnings out of this, out of the checker period, out of, like, the last five years of Australian rugby and realise that we can't just be so reactionary, we can't just make these big decisions consistently. Uh, we need to do the best by our people and put our trust and faith in those people and not make these rash decisions. Um, that does worry me, and it's something that we've spoken about on our podcast just around the decisions in rugby generally, like the Waratahs decisions, the the coaching sackings all the time within this sport, yep. um, which is frustrating. Now I will, uh, we will, I think we should talk about some of the impacts that this decision will have on potentially the players and some of the other coaches. So one person who I think this decision impacts greatly is Dan McKellar. Now he yep. was sort of See spoken you, about, Bye-bye. <laughs> he was spoken about as the successor to Dave Rennie, that he's the attack coach, uh, the forwards coach currently of the Wallabies but he was being sort of groomed and uh, given the experience of that setup to take over for, from Dave post-2023. Now, Eddie is now here till 2027. Where does that put Dan McKellar? What what sort of future does he have with the national team? So for me, mate, I think it's pretty simple. I think he stays on for the World Cup 2023. Then he leaves. He goes overseas, preferably to somewhere like England or France, preferably not Japan. I want somewhere that's got a higher level of competition that he can be a part of. Hopefully he can be a head coach over there or maybe an assistant coach within a national setup somewhere in Europe. And 
I would love for him to get more experience before he then maybe comes back, joins the world, be set up again to be the heir apparent for twenty after twenty twenty seven. Um, I actually never rated him as the next Wallabies coach. Uh, yeah. I don't think he's experienced enough and has that depth and breadth of rugby um, experience across the globe to really be uh, on the same level as some of the international coaches going around. So like, why yeah. is Eddie Jones one of the best international coaches? Well, because he's nearly done it all. He's He's had a... He originally had a role with Australia, which didn't go particularly well, as you mentioned. Um, he got sacked from that. But then the work that he's done with Japan, South Africa and England has been absolutely incredible for different reasons. And so he has that experience that he can now bring into the world of his setup. What's Dan McKellar done, really? He's been a Brumbies coach and the Brumbies have been the most consistently strong team, Australian team within Super Rugby. Great. That's really, really good. But what about on a national level? He, mm. he really hasn't done much on a national level. So, yeah, I think he needs to go get experience and then come back and rejoin the setup um, if he's still the heir apparent for the Wallabies. He's still young enough that he can do that. Yep, definitely. Uh, it will be interesting to see how it does all play out. Uh, it is one of those things with Rugby Australia that the pathways for coaching development does, don't always seem as set and straightforward as one would hope. Out of all of the... Coaches currently in Super Rugby, there are only a handful that are Australian. So uh, when we do elevate them from Super Rugby into the Wallaby setup, we want to see that progression through to potentially being ready to take over that head coach role when it becomes available. So it is, it is. I, I hope this process. I mean, there's still a lot to play out, and I just, I hope, I'm touch wood that this process doesn't end badly. I would hate for Eddie Jones to get here in 11 days' time. Um, take stock of what the Wallabies have been doing, decide he wants a completely new setup and get just sort of get rid of all the coaches that he, he currently has and, and pick his own for the World Cup. So if that were to happen, I could see that quite badly uh, burning uh, Dan McKellar and potentially affecting his want and drive to come back and coach the Wallabies in the yep. future. So hopefully that doesn't happen. Oh. If we look at... What you I'll say? just jump in there quickly. I'll just jump in there quickly. I, I don't think that um, Eddie is going to burn the place down and restart again prior to this World Cup. I think that he'll be looking to make changes which are realistic and doable within the time period that he has. Um, maybe promote a few players or make a few player changes with an eye to 2027, but not on a whole scale level. Mm. Um, and then, yeah, look, look towards the future from 2024 onwards. And... I don't think that he will be making cutthroat changes right now. Next yep. year, yeah, probably. Um, but I don't think, yeah, the current coaching staff have a huge amount to fear because, well, he needs them. He needs a coaching team that knows the group, knows the players and knows what's been done for the last three years on a Rennie so that he can continue what he wants to continue and then adjust what he wants to adjust. Yeah, and that, and Eddie Jones now has five tests before the World Cup to get his team settled and sorted and, and prepped, ready for that. So that's a big task in of itself, and it'll be interesting to see how it does progress. Now, for those Rugby Australia fans who are sitting out there and, and want to know a little bit more about Eddie Jones or potentially what he might bring to the role, uh, what plans he might have for Australian rugby, our um, friend Matt over at Gold Digger did sit down with Eddie Jones and has put out two half an hour interviews that he released the second one yesterday 
and the first one earlier this week. Now, this these were recorded, I think, last week or just after Christmas. And uh, we didn't know that Eddie Jones was going to be coming and linking up with Australia at the time that those were recorded. But when you go back and look at it and listen to it from like with that knowledge that he does has signed on, it is very interesting to hear some of the things that he's talking about. He's kind of planned what he would do to sort of uh, centralise the system, um, how he would sort of revamp club rugby, those sort of things. So I would encourage everyone to go and give that a listen because that is really interesting as well to to get that insight and potentially some of the things he talks about there with Matt, we might see um, happening in uh, the rugby landscape in Australia in the next few years. Did you have anything else you wanted to say around just generally before we dive into a few quick fan comments? Yeah, look, um, I just want to talk about Hamish McLennan for a moment and his role within this because when he first came on with RA, I didn't know who he was. So I spent a bit of time reading articles about him um, and just getting a bit of his backstory. And the thing that came out of it was that he he's a very good person to have within your organisation if you're not too worried about... Um, the relationships that are being built and kind of like the warm and fuzzy feels about keeping on coaches because you think they've done a good job and they've worked really hard. He seems willing to make hard decisions no matter how unpopular they are if he thinks it's the right decision for the organisation moving forward. Mm -hmm. And whilst I think that personally, from the warm and fuzzy type of person that I am, I don't really like what's happened. Considering Eddie's stated desire to try and have... In, so I've read a couple of books of, of Eddie's books that he has released over the last few years. Um, yeah. One of his about leadership and one of his about kind of just his tenure as a rugby coach um, and time with England as well. And within both of those, he's spoken about his desire that after the England job, he would work somewhere that has more of a role within a whole system approach or development as opposed to just looking at uh, one particular national team. And so I actually thought that the America job mm. um, would have been a really enticing opportunity for him to bring a potential powerhouse of rugby, a sleeping giant, up into uh, challenging for Tier 1 status. But obviously he sees the rebuilding of Australian rugby as another opportunity for him to kind of have that whole system development and growth that he desires. So I begrudgingly respect what Hamish McLennan has done here to be ruthless enough to make a decision to sack a coach who, despite having a really poor winning record, it's very explainable why that winning record is the mm, way it is. For sure. And get in somebody who was available at that moment and to lock him in and say, yeah, this is a hard decision, but we want you moving forward. We're going to take the hit and do this now to make sure that it's better for the game over the next, what, six years, um, five years. So, yeah, look, I don't think I necessarily want to accept what McLennan's done is the right thing, but I think I have to. Because yep. it's it's a bold, it's a bold call that he's made, and that the RA establishment have made. But I think that it is un, unfortunately for me the right one. 
Yeah, and I guess speaking on that point as well, like one of the things that a big uh, benefit of the role that Ed, Eddie Jones is going to play for the Wallaroos particularly is going to be massive. So he's not necessarily going to be coaching the Wallaroos. Uh, that would, I think, be a task too hard to coach both the men's and women's national teams at the same time. But he will be overseeing the development of that program. Uh, Rugby Australia has spoken about, and we've we've spoken about, the plan to professionalise the women's side of the game, and, and they want to do that by... Uh, 2025, I think, is when they want to get Super Rugby completely, uh, Super W up and running as a, its own professional competition. Um, so it, it's great for their perspective that Eddie Jones is going to come in, a coach of his knowledge, his calibre, the uh, contacts that he has throughout the world, the the growth that he would have seen in the women's game in England and the impact that he would have had there will come in and bring that to the Wallaroo setup. So that is going to be a really great thing for Australian rugby in general. Um, so as I said at the beginning of the pod, I think the decision that was made is, unfortunately for Dave, it is the right one. Um, we would have liked to have seen Dave Rennie get his time at the World Cup and see if what he was building towards was going to come. The fruits were going to come uh, from that. But at the same time, Eddie Jones for the next five years is going to be absolutely immense for Rugby Australia. And I think ultimately we have done Great. a difficult but right decision. Great. Cool. Let's uh, dive into a few comments from some of our fans and their thoughts around this decision. So, Jock Cudmore on Twitter, uh, England forced our hand in a way. RA clearly felt pressured to act now or miss him totally. Ideally, this decision would have been made after the World Cup. Shame for Rennie. Affected by injury. Maybe Eddie's venom will benefit us. No more cotton wool approach. Ruthless streak. So, that's some of the things that we've sort of said and we agreed there with Jock. So, thanks for that, mate. Um, Mike Parker, it's a great short-term call. Big impact for this year's Rugby World Cup. Very excited. Five years, though, never seen Eddie's magic last that long. Um, that is one thing that I've kind of seen mentioned a few times over so- in social media over the last 24 hours is this idea that maybe five years is too long, that Eddie, like Michael Checker, is great in that short turnaround. What are your thoughts around that? I think he continues to grow and develop as a coach and so that his record from maybe 10-plus years ago shouldn't be – or his, his personality – from maybe 10 plus years ago isn't a reflection of who he is now as a coach or as an individual. Um, yeah, he seems to burn through assistant coaches every few years, but who knows if that's reflective of his ability to be within a broader national setup for that long. You couldn't have done any less anyway. It's not like he's going to leave a team two years out from the World Cup or anything like that through the contract. So it was either five years or probably nothing. Yeah, and I guess when you look at it, it's never uh, Eddie Jones walking away from a, a role or just keep throwing his hands up and saying, no, it's too hard. He's always been sacked and pushed out the door. So um, I, I do think it is a little different as well that he is Australian. He bleeds gold. He knows he wants to win a World Cup, but he also wants Australia to do well and he wants to win a World Cup with Australia. So I do think that, that there are a little bit different circumstances there too if he was based in England or Japan. Um, John Shadlow, how long did it take? Uh, the, how long did this take to plan? Hamish must have been speaking out of both sides of his mouth when he said that Rennie had the full support of the rugby of rugby Australia a few <laughs> weeks ago. A bit of back to the future, possibly. Yeah, look, I, I find it brutal. I find it harsh. Um, I've already mentioned it. So, yeah, I mean, this is what happens in modern sport and modern politics and modern business. Um, people lie. People deceive to cover up alternate plans. And it is what it is. I don't like it. And I wish it was different, but it is what it is. 
Yeah. Julie, um, on Twitter, I must admit I'm not convinced by this decision and really hope RA don't live to regret it. England have been playing very poorly and with a full-strength squad. I felt we could beat anyone. I feel very sorry for Dave Rennie. So that's another support for Dave Rennie there. Um, Vintage Red 25 on Twitter. Seemed a lot more to do with Rennie not committing post-World Cup. Then the pool of working with Wayne Smith and the power of the end might have won out. Thanks, Dave Rennie, for making us proud of the Wallabies again. Uh, that's an interesting take, not one I've seen too much on Twitter that kind of it, RA were upset that Rennie hadn't committed to us post-World Cup. I don't think Rennie was given the option to commit. I don't think those sort of yep. talks of an <laughs> extension were taken off the table mid-year. So I don't know if we could say that this was in Rennie's hands and he sort of did it. Um, Conrad McIndoe on Instagram, an ambitious move, if not improving one iota since the Wellington test draw. Our discipline issues, not only, uh, uh, again, not improving, improving, but worsening. We now have an Australian, Australia, Australian, Australia coach who at least offers the hope of improvement at, at the least and World Cup success at the best. So that's an interesting uh, perspective there. Thanks, Conrad. Um, and last one, a question coming in from Thallium, and I am conscious of time. We are about to be booted off our Zoom. But uh, Thallium, does this spell the end of Quade Cooper in the Wallaby setup? The new and improved tranquil Quade Cooper might not want to work with Eddie's coaching style. Any sort of thoughts on that question? No, I don't think so, because I think that Quade's still probably the most, well, he is the most experienced and offers something really important at number 10. Um, Quaid's only going to be involved for this World Cup and then he won't be involved afterwards. I'd be incredibly surprised if he um, continues on post-2023. I think then you'll see players like maybe James O'Connor as a bit of an elder statesman help with the transition into the younger players, but you'll see Lalicio, Donaldson, um, all those players, basically any Waratahs, 10 or 15, step up into the bridge. <laughs> One thing that I'm excited about Eddie Jones taking over this role is the impact that he might have on some of the uh, players that were kind of on the outer with Dave Rennie. So James O'Connor for one of them, Sully Vunavalu. It would be interesting to see if uh, Eddie Jones is the kind of coach that can unlock his potential and sort of uh, bring him to the got kind of hopes and dreams that rugby fans had for him when he did sign. So it will be interesting to see if he can emulate some of that success that he had in 2003. Um, and we might even get a few more league players signing through that. Joseph Suwali is another one that's uh, a name has been bandied about a little bit. And having Eddie Jones here probably only um, heightens that likelihood that he would come. Anything else you wanted to say before we finish up or are we good to go? No, mate. I'm happy. And I just want to say thank you to everybody that's listening to us. This is probably the 10th. Um, rugby podcast has been released about the Eddie Jones sacking. So <laughs> thank you. Um, I will claim full responsibility. I've barely had reception um, for the last week, so I wasn't able to get on any earlier and record this. So thank you, Mitch, for your patience. And everybody else, appreciate you stopping by and ha- listening to us have a yarn about Eddie Jones and the Wallabies. Fantastic. Well, thanks, everyone, for tuning in. Um, if you haven't listened to it, we did release... Yesterday, our Mick Byrne interview, our first of two parts of our drawer preview for 2023. Uh, we will release the preview section tomorrow. So uh, that will be Wednesday, depending on what time you listen to this, Wednesday morning. Uh, so thank you, everyone, for getting to this point. Thanks for listening. If you do have some thoughts or uh, decisions that we might not have covered in this Eddie Jones saga, do send us a message on Instagram. We'd love to hear your thoughts as well. Um, and we'll be back on the airway soon. Thanks, everyone.